episode 45. We should do something special for episode 49. It's my age. Um, when I was 45, it was a good year. Um, yeah, and ironically, 45 to 49 years on, with regards to the topic today on chat GPT for and intelligence and learning and everything. Um, it takes many years. I made that statement just with coaching, uh, coaches, uh, for quite a while, you know, of, uh, constantly trying to, uh, give back the answer to these difficult questions for, uh, the problems that humans have in their lives or the things they're trying to solve or the improvements that they're trying to make. Um, I would constantly say that it takes a lifetime of experience in order to coach a lifetime. You know, so we're always at this crux of recognizing that the, the, the actual greatest version of a coach is a person who has lived a really large, fulfilling life. Yeah. So how do you um, how do you gain enough intelligence and knowledge um, to get to the point to be able to help most people? If that is the case, as what I mentioned, because um, I recognized so often that there was iterations on that. Where, you know, why is it the case that it took someone twenty five years of experience in coaching, which was all good, it was all positive. It's not that it didn't help people, but to get to the point where they know truths, right? Truths around uh, what I speak about all the time uh, on fitness freedom and uh, and physical autonomy and uh, knowledge acquisition being simple and easy for fitness. Um, this all ties into the current modern time and the conversation around uh, chat GPT-4. Um I, I just had thoughts on it. Um, I'm basically contributing my thoughts to the ether, uh, to the cosmos, um, to add to, I guess, millions of other people's perspectives and thoughts. Uh, there's multiple ways to look at it, but uh, I just have things on my mind and wanted to discuss it just out loud, ask questions, you know. Um, and... Uh, there's no order or, uh, you know, management of, of these ideas that is helpful for anyone who might be looking for that for listening. Um, might be difficult to take notes, uh, et cetera. But there is, uh, with conversation, especially today, is, is if, you, if you don't know about it here in America, there is conversation and there are letters written and there are um, questions that are happening around this progress of, uh, let's just call it, I'm just going to label it, and this could be incorrect labeling for what you know about intelligence, but I'm going to call it artificial intelligence. You can go back and listen to a book review that I did on autonomous knowledge to get a better understanding, especially inside of the fitness lens. Uh, you know, the, the work that must go into gaining knowledge and the work that must go into therefore gaining intelligence and how that separates you know, a number of things from the physical and the magical. Um, but there is conversation today around, you know, slowing the horses down on progress with regards to this. So this, this raises a number of different things, a number of different questions. 
I'm not sure if uh, anyone else perceived this the way that I did. Actually, I do know there's a couple of individuals in my perimeter that uh, perceived it that way. But listening to Sam Altman um, of OpenAI speak on Lex Friedman's podcast, um, and then knowing that there's these quote unquote letters that are out being supported by people, you know, in the know with regards to artificial intelligence, um, especially Eliza Yudkowsky, who I have followed for um, a long period of time now. I used to get his email letters um, many, many years ago. Um, anyhow, there's this, uh, you know, what if I'm not sure if anyone noticed that, but uh, the alarming thing is that these purveyors and designers uh, don't know what, what they don't know. They don't have the answers to all the questions that people are asking about their particular product. So in different terms, if you've realized that from listening to Sam speak, um, he doesn't have all the answers. Now he's human. So probably, you know, um, he, he's, he, we don't expect him to have that. And that's ironically the difference here between, um, you know, what we can discuss with regards to feeling and does a computer feel and well, what happens if their definition of feeling is different and what happens if we just don't have the brain power to understand a lot of these issues, he's probably in that position, but I'm not going to give him a pass for that. Um, it is just a recognition that they, they actually don't know what they've unfolded. Um, uh, inside of that as well, uh, there are a lot of people who are surprised by this. There's a lot of people who are apathetic and there's a lot of people who are not surprised by this. Um, and they all mix and mingle, you know, on different days, but there's not, I would, I would say there's probably not a lot of people who could take two hours of their day over the past number of months to kind of investigate, well, what is this thing? You know, um, there's some people that are close to me who have done that for uh, reasons of their own knowledge and helping in business and et cetera. But uh, I can just tell you that the, most of the information out there is just coming from what you're going to hear in an individual who's created these things, step up to a well-known podcaster and listen to it. And now all there's going to be all these decisions made by, you know, uh, uh, forget his name, Steve Wachowski or Wolowski, I forget his name. He was uh, teamed up. Uh, with jobs um you know there's just the individuals that are like we should really put a we should really put a stop on that um you know some of the some of the things you got to think about when when we say that first of all recognize that they have no fucking clue what is going on they have no idea what it's going to lead to the knowledge that's going to be gained the way that the system will self-regulate itself um i I, 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 I always thought that, you know, um, with the paperclip idea that Eliezer, Eliezer Yukowski presented over a decade ago, um, you know, I thought that was crazy talk. Uh, and then I read, you know, Super Intelligence Life 3.0 and more and more based upon it. And the fascinating thing around it is that there's no, there hasn't been enough space for these people to speak because they're not really social, you know, so you gotta, you gotta listen very carefully. You almost got to read a book and listen. And, um, they, uh, 
you know, I have changed my tone that I don't think we're all going to be, I think we may be getting closer to all becoming paper clips with something getting in control of that. So if you don't have no idea what I'm talking about with paper clips, just do your own research on it. Um, you'll find it quickly. Just do Eliezer Yudkowsky paper clip theory um, and computer control. Um, but I'm kind of alarmed by where we are on that. You know, I also want to give uh, notice to my own perceptions as well. I mean, I am definitely a big proponent of, you know, humans recognizing that we created these computers. Secondly, recognizing that we have to find the best way to mesh with these computers. And thirdly, I do want to have more freedom for people over time um, where they can still propose their own willful challenges in order to improve resilience. Um, but inside of that, that does mean that, you know, uh, if you're not putting it together, my long-term goal of the full deconstruction of the fitness idea We'll call it big fitness, call it fitness coaching, fitness institutions, fitness facilities, everything. My long-term strategy, whether that takes 80 years or 12, is for the whole thing to be gone. And for all these new individuals that come into this world, recognize that it's free, it's simple, it's you should never be charged or you should never cost of anything to it. You just develop these skills and ideas as a young person, most likely not through role modeling of seeing adults do it, but you're told that, uh, you know, we as adults have just done it really shittily for a hundred years. And therefore this is how we're going to improve ourselves. So next to that, of course, is AI. And next to that, of course, is the future version, right? The future coach RX on steroids that basically all humans around the world can have access to that they go to for free information on what they should do for movement, what they should do for fuel sourcing, and what they should do for learning each day. Um, and of course, it's not a uh, totalitarian, authoritarian kind of concept. It's all based upon principle. But think about this principle in the future will come from multiple different concepts of large language models. So there's my tension is the, uh, the, the wanting for humans to recognize we created this, the, the, the wanting though of humans to be able to mesh with this, but the wanting for us to mesh with it eloquently so that we do achieve this future version of freedom. And I of course bring up the deconstruction and you know the fitness dying off concept. Uh, number one, just to keep people listening. Uh, but number and number two, not to be, to be somewhat provocative, but if it takes that to get you thinking about what true freedom is for fitness, then that's what we'll do. And then right next to that will be AI as a partnership. So you know, as of today, you, you can't get a, a, um, a solid program, but that would take probably two weeks. The concept of you know. Uh, artificial intelligence being the coach for everyone could honestly take two weeks. So you just need to know that. 
meaning that yes, you you would you will. Uh, so for for everyone out there who doesn't think that's possible, you actually just haven't done enough reading on how much available text data there is with chat GPT-4 and how they can search for it and how quickly they can. And then you, you really, your, your brain is just not big enough. That's just the simple, you, you, you can't comprehend how something that's non-human could figure out an answer for a person with their query of, you know, why should I have broccoli versus Doritos? Or why should I, you know, what, what, why should I do, this uh, lunge pattern and what does that look like and uh, what should I feel when I do it? Like these answers will come in 0.25 seconds for this person. So this is the, this is where we sit in this, you know, probably not even my lifetime. I'll see it. That's the sad part about it, but at least I have spoken about the concept of what we're getting into now is this is a deeper connection with what, artificial intelligence and what that means and how it relates to uh, fitness over time. The way that the, the put it in layman's terms, the way that the computer today creates intelligence, it looks over these monster, uh, monster size uh, language models. And the newest, you know, I call it chat GPT, you know, 6.3, that 6.3 model will be disgustingly advanced. So for a lot of the people who are in the know in this area, you know, 10 years ago, if they, if you had told them 10 years ago that this was going to apply today, a lot of them would say you're batshit crazy. Okay. Just to give you an idea, this is well agreed upon. Now, of course, there could be a rabbit hole of argument inside of that, almost like the climate controversy. Well, there's 98% of scientists who say, you know, you, you may get into that area. But, um, you know, if you read it and you read them, you have been reading them for a decade, like I have directly, they would not have said this. And so if you imagine not only 4.0, but the next iteration of it, um, I really think that we've got a lot, we're moving closer to the paperclip idea than, than one would think. Now, I still can't give timelines on it. Humans are horrible at predictions, uh, but there's going to be this tension here between, you know, um, who regulates this, who governs it, you know, and who the designer is, you know, because right now, you know, the way it used to be, it used to be a it used to be a social environment and moved to a parasocial environment with the advent of social media. And now it's going to move to a social environment again. What I mean by that is you, you, we moved from this like in-person relationships to this, like, you know, parasocial meaning your influencers, you thought they really liked you and loved you because they like had a robot that hit the heart button back to you and your comment on Instagram. And then the future will be that that eight year old child is going to have no true material friends, they're going to have all they need in a friend in an AI derived bear. And inside of that, we'll call it 6.3 GPT concept does connect to the conversation on not only search queries, because remember, if you can get a computer 
to be creative, right, then now you start seeing that a brain can also be creative. Oh, but if I forget what the wording was of that, uh, the individual said that was speaking about it. But oh, yeah, so he said, if if the brain can be creative, so can large language models. So let's say, said another way, if the brain can be creative, so can the computer. So back to the bear, right? The AI friend for that eight-year-old. Um, that gives them everything they need. Answers to all questions. Answer, answers to all questions that maybe some parents don't want them having answers to. Just remember that for a design concept, right? Because right now, as mentioned, it's it's a people are rightly scared. The but the future will be if we go through this area right now of like, well, we think we should put a freeze on it. Okay. What does that mean? In my mind, and I'm more pessimistic in this, in my mind, it means that there's going to be govern governance. In my mind, it's going to be a closed loop system. In my mind, it's going to be regulated. In my mind, there's going to be a designer, right? So the designer will control the language models. Do you really think that China, Iran, India, North Korea, Russia, do you think they're going to apply these regulation codes on artificial intelligence improvements? What kind of impact is that going to mean in the future, in 10 years, where people like Ed Snowden or Julian Assange or Donald Trump will be wiped? Right? And people are like, oh, no, there'll always be access. There's books. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe no one's reading books anymore. Maybe they look for access to information um, and over time, so let's just say it's not 10, maybe it's 20 years. If someone controls it and governs it and regulates it and therefore is the designer of what a person can source in the large language model, remember there's always a small tube between the human and whatever that computer entity is. If we do that, freeze. If we do the AI freeze and we put a slow on it, see, this is the downside of it, then you're going to have to have regulation of it and governance of it. And then you're going to have to get into, which these minds have been doing for decades, the conversation as to what do we do with this? You know, How do we control it? How do we take care of it? But even that word control, remember, it's always going to get the hairs up on people's backs because it has something to do with the, the ideas that we have on freedoms and liberties. Remember, these people don't have all the answers. You know, you do have to ask questions, harder questions, right? Like, what will, what will this advancement do if the USA alone, just use that, you know, stark idea, the USA alone um, decides to put whatever they're going to call it a freeze on AI development, Okay. What does that mean to the military in other countries around the world? 
you know, we've already saw, we don't have to look too far in other systems to kind of see where that went wrong, right? Just going to the climate idea, right? We talk this big talk, green talk, et cetera. But then some of the biggest pollutants in the world are like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll play that game too. They're not, they're not a part of it, not doing anything. They're actually going the opposite direction of that. Do you see my point is? So if, if you're like, well, geez, I think uh, my uh, neighbor needs to really uh, increase their recycling um, you know, due diligence, is that where you should put your thumb down? So I hope you're connecting to the climate, you know, alarmism and see how it's the same thing over here. If we don't, if we don't say, you know, uh, to these individuals that are providing these freezes on this, on this advancement of the technology is other countries in the world going to do the same thing. And if they can't give you a great answer on that, I think, I think we should hold off on providing those, you know, I think we, we reach closer and closer to trying to deal with the paperclip scenario, if that's the case. Or think about that for military advancement, you know. Now, there are individuals who I have read about. It's, I guess I probably should be a little bit more careful on assuming the advancement of where technology and the knowledge lies that's going to lead to you know, versions of World War Three, but um, you really have to think about that. Do you really think that these other countries are not going to have whatever it takes, you know, um, you know, putting 1.8 million people through a, through a, a garburetor in order to get, you know, um, enough uh, viable space and energy to, to get knowledge, to get uh, technological knowledge, to get artificial intelligence knowledge? right? If their overall goal is the domination of the globe, you know, do you really think some guy writing an article for the Washington Post, uh, they're reading that, right? And being like, oh, geez, you know, we really, yeah, for the, for all of humankind, we really should take it easy on this artificial intelligence advancement. Come on. Just imagine the military scenarios, right? Imagine the military scenarios. So all the all these things that we have in our in our adjustments and our love of a life and a human life and all think of all the stories right I was just most recently watching the this manhunt show for the Boston bombers from those disgusting individuals that did that right imagine if they they weren't even you know all they did was punch keys and all they did was punch keys to tell a computer to punch keys. And maybe they punched keys to tell a computer to punch keys to tell another computer to punch keys to make a bomb that could sit in a certain area next to the finish line of a major marathon. And if you don't think that that's where it, it will lead and go, get to, right? You could see the tension in place here, right? With the with the concept and idea of surveillance, right? Because everyone would, you know, including me, you know, always wants to talk a big talk around not being surveilled. But do you want to have no surveillance over idiots like that? And losers and honestly horrible human beings? 
Do you want that? You don't want any surveillance, right? You don't want any like little things that show up of their search queries or some form of artificial intelligence that can track these people in 37 different ways, you know, that does not allow them to do those things. These are the things we have to think about with the advancement of the intelligence. And essentially what it may be stripping away is responsibility. Right. So what happens in it? Let's take it in politics in a deeper sense. I made mention of this, uh, which I thought was the seminal thing that, you know, vision that came up in my head. You mark my words and I hope it doesn't happen, but not that I want to gain notoriety by being the person who said so. Well, one of many probably that said so, but you mark my words weeks out from a major voting for in 2024 we're going to have the we're going to have the advent of the power of artificial intelligence and deep fakes and it's going to sway a lot of people it's going to sway a lot of people now what is the major thing that you can be concerned about that not the fact that a lot of people may vote again for your guy or for sorry against your guy or your gal right no the fact that this is being done and perpetrated without responsibility, right? Remember, who are they going to point the finger at? If you have a person punching keys to a computer who punches keys, to a computer who punches keys, to a computer who punches keys, right? When you build this artificial intelligence concept and idea and you release it to the public like you just did, there's no argument on that, and you release it to the public, what's to say that with its knowledge, it can't create, it can't create a social cohesion ideology in a computer that in seconds could spread in pictures and diagrams and deep fakes and etc. In seconds it could spread amongst all social media. Now, you could say, well, Elon Musk has these really intelligent people um, at Twitter. It won't allow it to get through their walls, you know, to be Really? Why do you think he's going to be agreeing to sign those letters? Why do you think that 10 years ago he was one of those people that said, we should be really cautious of what this is going to lead to? Because he, he looked ahead. He saw that. So what is it going to mean to politics? If a if a if a if all we believe in in politics, you know, everyone truly believes in that in America deep down, on persuasion being the way that you move people's minds, and persuasion through conversation, um, and persuasion of that public opinion and conversation that that creates votes, right? That gets to the truth. That that's the that's the bedrock of our democratic principles. What happens? When that persuasion comes in seconds, and you really think that the, the 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 builders of that, which when you just let it go, it's all on its own. Let's say inside of the a logarithm, you say for every counteraction you get on what we promote in that social cohesion propaganda. Um, there's ways that the computer will handle anything that comes back with like 
an immediate list of five references that are actually false, but that no one decides to research. Do you see that it just creates this quagmire, deep, deeply embedded schadenfreude inside the computer, just giggling and laughing as everyone just racing around trying to figure out if that politician actually said that and this is this is this true because if it is true i am definitely voting for the other guy we have to think about that i hope it doesn't occur but we have to think about that even thinking about it as a possibility and you don't even have to tell anyone but thinking about it as a possibility um, and keeping it in your own mind is probably going to be your best form of defense against something like that. Now, if you have a neurotic bone in you, like I have pieces of neuroticism inside me, and we all do scattered spectrum-wise amongst all individuals differently, um, that could freak you out a bit, right? That could freak you out a bit. But the solace that I find in that is... Uh, is reality with my wife and my children. And so if those people don't have those supporting structures, then I would just caution, I just caution you for it. What, what about the surveillance for people and the future as to what that holds? Have we thought about that? The power of artificial intelligence of a possible uh, switch that is flicked and I say five years, so maybe after 2024 and we have, <clears throat> let's just say, whatever the version is, new leadership in the executive branch in the country. And let's, at the end of that term, which would be 2028, when it's at the peak of the fate of the empire crisis, <laughs> 250 years of this American project, um, we have someone who has the capability of, of, of uh, switch flicking. And when they flick that switch, the switching of it is, uh, or the flicking of it, leads to a massive, easily identifiable computer surveillance of people. So, so in the in the concept of what I mentioned earlier of surveillance, I'm talking about surveillance on steroids here as a concept. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about you not even having any defense? Like, listen, I, I think, you know, this is just in my mind. I know I'm actually not in the case where, you know, but I think in my mind, the actions that I have done uh, help in me, quote unquote, getting off the grid and not having a digital footprint. Now I know what you're thinking, you know, James, everyone is being watched. Yes, I agree with that, <laughs> but I'm just saying that imagine if there's, if people, if everyone comes to the understanding that it's actually impossible. So the only person that actually is, is not readable is a new child that was born off quote unquote, the grid in a far off northern community where there's trees and lakes and mosquitoes and and uh that's all there is you know so just imagine how often that happens because that's the only true true person that's not that's the only i guess you'd be the only true autonomous individual 
So what happens if, if uh, we do get to that surveillance? So let's take another idea. Maybe there isn't a switch that one can flick in five years, but maybe there's lower forms of it. You know, maybe there's, um, like I've discussed with TikTok before, maybe there's these uncomfortable things that we've made and decided to live with that we've discovered are massive surveillance plans. And I can say it in a softer tone so it doesn't sound conspiratorial because it's not. Uh, we've been watched, you know, since the early aughts in different ways. There's always these little uh, excerpts of information that tell you how that's been done. We're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And then that person gets silenced. And a couple of years later, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And then it gets silenced. It's like, these things always come out. And so over time, the, the greatest thing around that whole story of, surveillance being true but to the people it's untrue is that time right because 10 years goes by and the further and further for example we get away from jfk's assassination the further and further we get away from it you know there's nothing really you can say about it you know so time does that for surveillance but what happens if there's just a softer version of that uh, switch that's flicked. You know, what does that mean? What does that mean? In understanding what goes on, it is important to know that we have been a part of that process in this surveillance, but also the process of uh, sometimes unconsciously being a part of the logarithm for a long period of time, right? So whether you know it or not, you know, um, you know, your purchases, your banking, um, phone calls, your voice with your phone there, your Instagram uh, movements, your TikTok videos, your home nest uh, ring, front door ringer, you know, the, the technology that you use, the smart technology right? How, how, how crazy is that going to be over time where there's a huge reveal in 10 years that S-M-A-R-T stood for surveillance master asshole run tyranny, <laughs> you know? And they're all like, ah, you thought smart was like intelligent design stuff. Actually, we were watching you. Um, the logarithm. Because you know, people discuss, well, it, it has to be, we have to, you know, understand the language of it. And listening to this person I just did more recently, who's a uh, kind of an underground expert on that, uh, mentioned that, you know, it, <laughs> these, these logarithms have been around for two decades and we have been a part of them. Right. And so for this, this point of, you know, well, how is that bringing it into fitness life? How is that going to impact, you know, how a person gets an exercise program and nutrition program and learning program spit back to them? Uh, you have to remember that we've been, a, we've been inside of this model 
inside the black box a logarithm for a long period of time. Right, so if a logarithm is defined as that, that information that goes in and there's some kind of system set up to allow an extraction of inf information that the designer wants to see, right? The designer wants to see in that extraction of information that defines an outcome. We've been inside of that for a long period of time. So don't think that, you know, all of a sudden with 3.5 to 4 chat GPT, it's a, it's a magical, it's a magical advancement. Oh, the logarithm, you know, you know, has different pieces and parts in it. Our, our brains are just not good enough, right? Our brains are just, uh, Eliza Yukowski said that. And when he said it, I didn't, uh, first of all, believe him. And then I didn't understand him. And now I'm, I'm kind of getting it a bit. And that took over a decade where he'd say, we can't even, our brain doesn't have enough power. Even collective brains don't have enough power to comprehend what the computer can do. And then what the computer will do. Like we can't even comprehend that. As an example, the conversation on feeling when people, this is, you know, we, we are scared shitless uh, right now because of this thing, or a lot of people are, because we can't understand it. Our brains are just not big and good enough. This is why we anthropomorphize the language, right? When we say, well, the computer can't, can't feel love. The computer can't feel pain, right? The computer can't feel. Yeah, but think about it this way, right? If you if you recognize, and this is where it'll break, it'll cut fault lines between believers and non-believers. You know, if you do like I do, know that there is no magic inside the human brain, body, and mind, right? There's no magic there. Um, the 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 computer truly cannot feel, right? And this is where I hope you're connecting the points there in terms of one person's belief in what is inside all the, the, the chemicals and the biochemicals and the neurons and everything that happens in the brain. The computer cannot feel, but, but it knows, it knows more about the descriptions, assessments, and broad sense of what feeling has meant from the collection of text of the entire human experience. Do you see how, see how we anthropomorphize it? it we were like, oh, the computer uh, will, will never be human. No, they won't be. But don't be afraid of saying that they will feel better than any human has ever felt or they will know more than any human has ever known, right? So it depends. We always try to bring over this biological, you know, difference between rocks and, and um, what was the example that was given on that pod? Rocks and chickens, right? And we, we just, we're just arguing. We've been arguing for 10 years on, you know, the Ill illegitimate approach to animals, you know? <laughs> this is where, sorry I'm giggling but I think it's I think it's asinine I, I think it's actually one of the most illogical um, 
efforts that we've put into the human experience, uh, really concerning ourselves over animals' feelings. Anyways, I digress. Uh, sure, okay, you got me. The computer can't feel. But do you think from uh, taking, mm, I don't know, 33 seconds to scrape the entire written, the written human experience that they wouldn't know more about feeling? I mean, I would even argue if there was only one book that ever was out, uh, and it was by Shakespeare, not the Bible, it was by Shakespeare, uh, I really think a human would even know more about feelings than what you know about feelings. Now, does that mean that they feel? Do you see, do you see where now it's like, well, if my, if my only knowledge of feeling is like Chloe and I played this uh, band-aid or sort of band-aid, a uh, rubber band uh, game this morning, I felt that, you know, I felt, I could see it right here on my knee. I felt that. Um, but if that's my only idea what feeling is, I really just have to upgrade. And do you see what I'm doing here? So my whole past couple of minutes, I'm, I hope I'm just giving you an example that my whole gobbledygook of trying to comprehend what's going on, that just goes to show you that I'm not even the smartest cat on the block. That humans and most humans, we just don't comprehend the power of it. We can't comprehend it. It's the same way I feel about what we know to be true in the cosmos and the universe. And I take the uh, impression of awe of that. I, I don't believe that there's any magic or there's no such thing as the supernatural. That doesn't immediately um, you know, drive me to these darker areas. No, I actually feel, I actually sense the, like an unbelievable wonderment around the capabilities of the brain. My whole point there being that you ha when you when you look at this unbelievable um, unbelievable artificial intelligent possibility of understanding feeling, of understanding human feeling on a level that humans will never understand, that doesn't mean that they actually feel in how you sense the word feeling, right? With a, with a rubber band slapping your knee or when you got tripped up and, or your calf cramped, right? If that, or sorrow, loss of a loved one. Those, yes, those are all feelings, right? But if we, if we pass that over to a computer, what we're doing there is we're humanizing the computer and then trying to like stick our chest out the same way that we do with, you know, the people that are barking around, um, you know, eating fish, you know, to, to improve the human existence and the pain that that fish feels. It's the same problem. You know, we have to, the, the, the simple stuff that, you know, we do have to turn you know, turn our heads to, that's an immediate thing. Um, is this intelligence and what it means to, you know, things like retail and transport and food delivery. 
I, you know, uh, am really interested in what it's going to mean for uh, philosophy. I know um, my partner in crime, uh, Robbie Guston, who is more well-versed in the, it's called the science of philosophy and philosophy in general to figure out some of the questions we should ask. But we're going to have, we're going to have 15 different versions of this concept of AI and in fitness and philosophy. Why? Because it discusses all those things on sentience, uh, Thomas Nagel's stuff, uh, theory of mind. You know, all of these things are now coming into question and our language has to change based upon all these things. And it sits close to me because I essentially want to see more people have freedom in their physical uh, uh, expression. And that will come with free access. And I do think that the, the builders of the artificial intelligence that will be the one coach for everyone is actually being built right now. Right? When you wake up, when you wake up this idea, which it has it's out there. You can't get it let it out of the bag. Or you can't bring it back into the bag now. It's out there. Do you actually want to have governance and regulations in place that will not allow any human anywhere to get a free app on their phone that gives them full guidance to exercise behaviors and nutrition for the rest of their life? Are you really going to argue the whole points that I come back on? Oh, it's too difficult. There's no one that will ever do that. You are going to miss the boat. And, you know, I, yes, I say this, you know, nicely all the time. It doesn't mean you're doing wrong things, right? It just, you're just kicking dirt. You're in the dependency model and moving things around and just letting time go by. But it doesn't discount the fact that this artificial intelligence Sooner than later, and I do suspect in pr prediction it being done by a non-fitness entity, because a lot of the fitness entities of the fitness minds actually have this governor on them with the release of information and knowledge because it wipes away all of their, all of their economic ideas, right? Now, that sentence could take 20 years, right? But that's the, that's the general concurrence inside of, you know, fitness. We see it. We see it. I mean, look around. We see it all the time. Maybe you don't see it. Maybe you don't see that you're a slave to the system if you have a whoop band, right? Maybe you don't see that you're a slave to the system if you don't have Amazons or a whatever thing telling you if you're over fat or you're not exercising enough. You know, maybe you don't see that paying a coach. Maybe you don't see it, that you're stuck in what I call the dependency model. So it is going to happen. And uh, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you the truth that currently it's being looked at. And the people that are inside of fitness that are looking at this, that are not turning their back on it, uh, it's more alarming than it is promising, meaning that 
we can we're quickly being able to look at it going hmm interesting where does uh, a human coach come in here hmm yeah now we've got some now we got some problems so for the so for the the coaches or educators or people out there who are coaching nutrition right if you don't understand this premise first cuz remember my pre- my first premise is that fitness and nutrition and exercise is simple and easy to understand and it's free and there should never be a cost for the knowledge of that all the only cost is the hard physical effort of sourcing your food and doing physical challenges right so if that's the premise then you could see why there needs to be a uh um there needs to be a conversation on what we're going to do about um, this freedom that people will get from artificial intelligence telling them what to do. That's actually really good for behavior, exercise, and nutrition that doesn't require a human. You know, I've said before, I mean, I, for another 30 years, that's probably what I will do. I'm just going to be a critique of the concept simply because we're in this, earlier stage, Martin Gurry wrote about this in the revolt of the public. We're just in this earlier stage of dealing with, you know, the, the technological internet era. And it'll be years beyond when I'm dead. Um, and just a thought and not a human person on this spinning planet in which, you know, we'll probably have something to say about how that experiment went with the internet age and technology and and the this mesh with computers. So I'll just do, you know, after that initial premise, I'll just do this critique of the dependency model. Um, because, you know, and, a, you know, quote unquote, there won't be books, but, you know, let's just say the, the, the project will be you know, this live a larger life being uh, kind of book excerpts, call it chapters of, uh, you know, just talking about the, you know, how we thought since the seventies of this plan that we'd come up with, with what exercise should be and what nutrition should be and what behavior should be to live the largest life, most vital life possible. Um, we all thought it was freeing to people, right? We thought it was healthy to people, and what it was actually enslaving them, right? To pay for an app, to pay for a coach, and now to pay for a computer. So my whole point being is that it is it does matter to those in the fitness world, because uh, if you were to argue the point back that it, it's going to take many many years before we get to the point where, you know, the human population will not need a coach, you could be right on that. You could be right on that. Um, but you might not be, you might not be, you might, you might also be the same person, um, like Max Tedmark, who 10 years ago may have said that, that the advancement is going to be a little longer. Can't clarify that he actually said that, but I know he was one of those people in the group who kind of questioned the speed of the advancement of that, you know, but maybe you're wrong. So I think essentially what we have to do is decide how we're going to deal with it. And the only personal opinion that I would have on it is that I really caution regulating it 
Um, and I think reaching towards the paperclip theory, you know, um, is probably the only way out is through it is through that idea, you know, just allowing it to kind of be an open system and figure it out. And yes, that does mean everyone in the world, you know, will have access to that. Everyone in the world will figure out how it, how it goes through all these language models to determine what is creativity and what is building of things. And if that doesn't scare you enough, then remember it's all encompassed in the same progression that, so it's not next month, but how do you feel about um, your child in years to come having an artificial intelligent friend that uh, has its own battery component, sleeps at night? Like just, you can just envision what that would look like. So watch the movie Her and just imagine it's actually not her. It's like an actual live, you know, fluffy, self-cleaning bear. And that's what friendship is. And that's what answers are, right? So imagine that in case you, you feel you're like, well, not too concerned. Okay, well, take a darker side of it. You know, what's going to happen when um, you can create you can create actual like humans. What's the name of the movie? Makina, Ak Makina, something like that. Right? What happens? What happens when we get there? And how fast will that come? How fast will it be with the possibility of creating things and building things? Remember, it goes back to that point on your definition of creation, right? If the brain can be creative, so can the computer, right? And if that computer has larger access, larger access, faster access to an open source model, right, of deciding what the answer should be to that person, right? Call it, we call it queries, right, today. You got to know that we're getting into some problems. So I just, I would just, uh, again, uh, recommend that fitness not get in the way. Um, uh, I know, I know there's a lot of people who hope I'm wrong on my predictions for that, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I still care for those people the same way. I hope you would do the same for me. These are just ideas. I'm not behind, uh, not pulling levers behind uh, anything, but I can't, I can't not mention what I know to be possibilities. I can't just hold, I can't just hold that stuff in my brain. And, uh, we need to figure out an interim, an interim solution to that. Maybe that's going to be, um, you know, getting more and more people hooked up to the idea of this, you know, I call, you know, I call it a coach RX, um, platform, you know, and how do you feel about that? I'm not asking you to write me, but you got to ask you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel when really there's no, no one has power when, and I'm just using coach RX and when coach RX is the AI super tool, Right? No one has power then. 
no one has control over that client, right? Meaning that that person wakes up and they just go to the app. And the app, because it, it is inside of the extraction of all the language models forever and ever, right? That's the question you've got to ask. Do they really need a human to answer their question on which single leg activity? Do you think that as a human, you're going to assess it better and give the right answer back? And again, you're missing the whole point. I just don't think that uh, we at this point in time in April 2023 um, still collectively um, know enough. Our brains don't know enough. We can't even comprehend it. Um, but I do know that the only way out and forward with the idea now that it's here and it's moving and we're a part of it and it'll progress beyond my lifetime is, uh, is in it, mesh in it and uh, go through it. Don't stop it.